Good morning, everyone, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Meryl Dory, and I'd like to welcome you to Under the Wire, which is your home for censored and suppressed information. And speaking of censored and suppressed, I am just on my second in a row 30-day ban on Facebook. So I'm hoping, and I can't post to YouTube at this point in time because we have a seven-day ban there, but I do see people coming online. So thank you all so much for joining me. And I'm here today and I'm going to introduce our amazing guest in a second. Her name is Dr. Carrie Made, and I am so pleased that she's um, joined us, especially after yesterday when we had some technical issues and couldn't get her online. Uh, Dr. Made, thank you so much for coming online. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you here. Um, you have become quite an activist on this issue in the last six to eight months, haven't you? It's um... uh, Yes, I, I was uh, much, very much a patient advocate for many years. I just wasn't on social media. Um, and uh, of course, I had a lot of heat from different government entities and public health departments, that sort of thing. Because when you speak the truth in medicine, um, it's not making people money. So I, I did that for a while. And then the end of 2015, I, I took a break and I did charity work and just concierge medicine. And then uh, when those you know, this pandemic came about, I started studying what was happening, particularly in the vaccines or the really the gene modification injections. And I saw the technologies being used and I was horrified because I was familiar with the technologies that they were using, um, particularly from the business meetings and scientific meetings I attended. And I felt that I had to speak up and warn everybody. And that was my duty to do that. So that's how I started to get back on the scene. And we're very glad that you have because the information um, that you've been sharing has been instrumental for many people understanding what's actually behind this scandemic. Um, I tried to find your videos on YouTube and cannot find any mention of you, but I did find you on Rumble and on BitChute. So uh, if anyone is looking, um, it's Dr. Carrie Made. M-A-D-E-J, and I highly recommend that you um, watch her videos uh, for the last seven or eight months uh, because there is such great information there. And we're going to be speaking today about COVID-19 exclusively pretty well, but how this whole thing came about. And the first slide that I want to share is one that talks about whether or not um, this SARS-CoV-2 was ever identified or isolated because this is the crux of the whole argument, I think. So if you want to address this, that would be fantastic. Yes. Um, this, our own CDC in the United States, as well as five other countries that I'm aware of, have all admitted that they have never isolated the SARS-CoV-2 virus in its entirety in any infected human that they could prove that that's what caused that human to be sick. So they don't have an actual organism on file to say this is what is making people sick. And this was um, what you're showing on the screen. This is an example of somebody um, doing an investigation in the United Kingdom about that very matter. And they told them, well, we can't find the actual organism in its entirety. Sorry about that. And then on further um, explanation, they actually said to this, this person that the DNA template that they're using, so now we're using a code, not the actual organism, again, when we're injecting this, this liquid into people, this supposed vaccine. So it's not code. The code, when they looked at the genetic bank, it's actually a combination of gene synthesis and recombinant DNA technology. So what that means is that in essence, they were only able to find pieces of genetic material inside of infected people. And it wasn't any genetic code in its entirety. So what they did is they took what they could find and then they had a computer simulation to fill in the gaps. And then they had this blend of synthetic and uh, something from nature put together. And then they all took a vote on it and said, well, that looks like what it is. Are you, I mean, 
this is actually happened. I am not exaggerating. This literally happened. I, I, this is the, like a B movie you're watching. So they, they looked at it and they said, let's, I guess it's right. And now let's start injecting people with it. People have to realize this is be, this is like a little tiny child playing with a science set. That's pretty much the analogy to it. How frightening is that? Um, we have pieces of things put together. So it is not, we, we can never, we have never identified that this thing they're injecting in people is anything near what is making people sick. That is very frightening. And the implications are, first of all, that science by consensus, which is not real science, it's just, oh, well, let's throw a dart at this dartboard and whatever it hits, we're going to say that's SARS-CoV-2. But um, Carrie Mullis, the inventor of the PCR test, actually said that the PCR test cannot determine infection. All it really finds is viral uh, debris, basically. Uh, and, and so using this and not knowing what SARS-CoV-2 is, can't, not being able to identify it, can we say that those people who are testing positive using the PCR test are actually infected with anything called SARS-CoV-2? Well, I'll, we, don't, we don't really know because, first of all, they're using way too many cycles. And the more cycles you use, the more false positive. You're just getting pieces of genetic material. Um, and I actually took genetics in, in um, college, and we did our own PCR testing there. And we were, never, we were told it was never to be used for diagnosis at that time. <laughs> we knew that. And it was actually quite easy, but the more you did the cycles, I saw it with my own eyes, the more likely you could get a positive result of whatever you're looking for. Um, it's pretty unbelievable that we're using it in a testing mechanism. I think it's obviously to, you know, adjust the numbers to someone else's motivations. Um, but yeah, we don't really know. We just know that if you're looking for a coronavirus, well, we've got 30, over 30 different kinds of coronaviruses out there, you know? Yeah. Um, so of course anyone could come positive with that. Uh, we, we, and there's many other possibilities. It can cross react from what I read with other infections like mycoplasma pneumonia and other things. So we don't, we don't really have a good handle on exactly what people are getting infected with mm. and based on or if they're infected method, at all. The whole world has been shut down and businesses and people's lives destroyed. It's shocking. Um, let's go on to the next slide here. Um, this is dealing with the RNA reverse transcription. Can you explain a little bit about the implications of this? Yes. Um, many people have critiqued me and my colleagues from the very beginning. I said from the very start that this, what they're calling a vaccine, which is just a gene modification injection, can actually change your genes or genome and potentially permanently. And I've been attacked on that is not true. Well, you know, if you understand science and the human body, everybody should say, yes, it is possible. And this was just one article uh, identifying that the SARS-CoV-2, the RNA, was able to be reverse transcriptized, uh, transcribed, sorry, and then integrated into the human genome, meaning it's permanent. So what's happening is that in our body, inherently, we have enzymes because we're not just little test tubes. We're not petri dishes. We're very complex beings. So inside of our body, this enzyme can actually read something and then make a copy, its mirror copy, and then bring it backwards, reverse into the cell's nucleus where it then become, can get into the genome and become permanent. That's normal in our bodies. And also the SARS-CoV-2 has a uh, reverse transcriptase enzyme in it as well. The point is, they're all hard to understand. They're saying it can't become permanent, but we have proof that it absolutely could become permanent in a human body. And they don't have long-term studies to show this anyway. Hmm. This goes into, well, what would be the motivation of companies and government entities lying to us all about it becoming uh, taken up into the gene or genome temporarily or permanently? And most people wouldn't know what the big deal was. Well, one thing is, well, it could cause a lot of damage. One little tiny change could be disastrous. You could have, you know, uh, some birth defects. You could have mutations and cancers. But even more importantly is some, everybody needs to know this. 
that some years back, the people that had been uh, decided to manipulate our genes started to, they wanted to get no notified, no, I'm sorry, they wanted to get uh, acknowledged for their work and they wanted to get paid for their work. So they decided to patent human genes. So that was a short time they were able to do that. And then that was struck down in the Supreme Court because you should never patent anything natural. Nobody should own a human. Nobody should own a vitamin C. Nobody should own a tree, right? So that was agreed upon. Now these geneticists went back and they were able to successfully get the Supreme Court to acknowledge and okay that if there's anything synthetic, anything outside of nature in that gene that gets taken up into that organism, then whoever owns the patent on that synthetic gene now owns part or all of the entire organism. And it was determined that a human that included humans. So that means if this synthetic, we just went by this uh, UK um, acknowledgement that what we're getting injected with is, is synthetic. So if this gets taken up into our genome or anybody's genome and it becomes permanent by law, then they can be owned, it, part of them or all of them can be owned by whoever has the patent on that gene, whoever has the patent on that code. That's and, frightening. And we've seen that in the past with Monsanto, with their soybeans, where they've actually successfully sued organic farmers because their organic soybeans have, uh, sorry, their genetically modified soybeans have gone onto someone else's land, and that means that they own the entire crop. So. What you're saying is if we take this genetic modification injection and it changes our genetic code, we, our entire body or part of our body can be owned by whoever owns the patent on that process. That, that's absolutely correct. And that's why the major media, which is bought off, has fought this truth and coming out. They'd want nobody around the world to know this is one of the most important truths that need to go around the world and every human should know this. That you are taking a chance with this technology that do you think they're going to go back and change the law after oops, it's permanent? No. Look look at what they've done so far. We can't go there. We should never go there and we should never let this happen to humanity. Yep, I agree 100%, and I think the majority of the people watching this are agreeing with you as well. Um, let's go on a little bit to this study, which is talking about the spike proteins in HIV. Um, in Australia, we had a situation where one of our vaccine uh, prototypes was actually making the people who received it HIV positive. So do you want to address this a little bit? So let's go back to the beginning where we talked about we don't have the actual organism that's making everyone sick, but we made up a code that we think is probably the code that's making everyone sick. So this is a pretty long code, and we've had some researchers uh, analyzing what's inside the code. This is a, a big mystery. So these researchers from India were able to uh, show successfully that there were at least 18 subunits of HIV-1 in the spike protein code. That means any of these vaccines or genetic modification jabs, any of them that are using the spike protein code, which they are all are, they will have 18 subunits of HIV-1 inside of there. So when you're getting this jab, your body is then tricked into making that code. You will make that code, anything in the code. That means you'll be spitting out 18 subunits of HIV-1. Now, is that enough to give you HIV or AIDS? I don't know. And nobody knows oh, that this is going forward is horrifying. I've never seen medicine or science uh, go in this direction so blatantly and flagrantly in our face. Without, without any regard for human life. And, you know, in Australia, if they really thought those people were false positive, that tested positive, then they would have kept that vaccine and, and tried to explain it away and show you data why it was a false positive. Because that was $1 billion, I believe, that they threw out of the vaccines. That wasn't a little bit of money. Um, that's because they do know that it's a possibility of people 
having HIV now, or, you know, uh, we, we will know in years, right? Only that's the only way you'll know, but that's crazy. Um, and that's unbelievable that we have something like that in there. But if you're looking at a chimeric, a biological weapon, which this has been described as being, being passed around, they would put something like that in a biological weapon of warfare because that's a way of making it weakening the host and getting uh, backdoors into the body of, of different materials. So that would be a normal, normal way of a biological weapon being manufactured. Mm. But it's not a way for a therapeutic vaccine to be manufactured. And um, I'd, at that point, no way. <laughs> I would like to go to Moderna um, because Moderna is the originator of this technology, the uh, messenger RNA technology. Uh, and I'd like you to, if possible, address a little bit about what messenger RNA uh, technology does to the body. I think you've already touched on it a bit when you talked about how it can change our DNA and RNA um, natively? Well, it's actually kind of, uh, it's actually relatively new technology. And Moderna was founded on the research by uh, a scientist, his name is Derek Rossi. And he was able to successfully take this modified messenger RNA, which is synthetic. And he was able to transform it, transfect it into, it was a skin cell, sorry. And he turned it into a stem cell, a totally different cell, transformed it. And since that was successful, and he did that in a Petri dish, this company was formed. It's a very young company. Now, they've never made any medicines or vaccines before for any human. They're, this is their first run at it, and they're injecting people with it. So how were they able to do this so fast and make all these technologies so fast? Well, they're... They're uh, saying they're making analogous to we're, we're a computer system. And they're saying that their mRNA, modified messenger RNA, is an operating system, like a computer. And that uh, they're using the mRNA drugs, then they can give different kinds of you know, jabs with this. That would be like having an application on your smart device. And they can switch and change it around. So this... This is, in essence, putting an operating system in your body because it's using something called nanotechnology with the mRNA. So there's something uh, with genetic modification and there's something with nanotechnology. So once they have the operating system in, the nanotechnology, then they can just plug and play the different mRNAs in your body because we have been told many times in scientific meetings and recently, if you listen to world leaders and Fauci's and Gates, they will all tell you that this is not the end of your vaccines, guys. No matter what, you better get used to getting vaccines all the time now. That will be the future of medicine. Downloading these, they're not even vaccines. We have to get that word out of our vocabulary. It's, yep. It is a gene modification inoculation. And every time they want to, because who knows if you're sick or not, you will be downloading this new app into your body. So you need to understand they're using these words on purpose. Why do you think tech giants got into the vaccine industry? Elon Musk and Bill Gates, they have absolutely no medical background. They know nothing about this, but they know a lot about these things. They know a lot about computer systems, operating systems, robotics. And that's really why they got into the industry, because the push is to get the nanotechnology and then just start manipulating and augmenting and modifying our bodies through artificial intelligence in essence, which is called transhumanism. And people, I know it's so crazy for them to listen to this and hear this, but they must because open your ears and eyes and heart and know that this is the plan for all of us by 2030, by world leaders saying this, by these big tech giants, these corporations, that is the intention. And you're being lied to on what is inside this jab. You're not being told the truth. And that's why all these things are happening. And I, I hope people will at least start doing their due diligence and critical thinking. Yes, it's so vital. Because once this is in you, there is no getting it out. You can't detox from it. You cannot remove the effects of these shots. Um, it's, it's not like, you know, taking a, a poison 
in and hoping that you can antidote it. Once it's in, it's in for good and it's in for future generations if you're of childbearing age. So there are possible indications that if you take this vaccine and you are of childbearing age, you may not be able to have children um, in the first We're place. pretty positive that will happen. Mm. So this is of grave concern because it's not just the elderly who are being targeted with this shot. It is everyone, and they're even starting to do tests on children as young as six months of age, which is criminal because children it are is. not affected by SARS-CoV-2 if it even exists. So um, it's pretty incredible. Now, you're talking about transhumanism. I could be wrong, but do hydrogels have something to do with this? Yes. Um, hydrogel is an invention by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA of the Pentagon, and they are known worldwide for having the most sci-fi inventions you could possibly think of. I mean, if you start looking into what their inventions are, it'll blow your mind. It, it, it still blows my mind away. And what's happened in the world is that we've all been kept in a cave about what our technology can do. And so when we hear these words and these ideas, it just seems too, too crazy to be true, too fantastical. But I'm telling you, we can do it. We just haven't been told about these things for a long time. So hydrogel is key because imagine, okay, so I think most people know about the 5G and now 6G, they're talking about that big bandwidth around, pretty much around the world. Um, that's going to be a way of connecting everything, well, all the smart devices, and eventually they want to connect all humans to the 5G. That's the outward connection. Well, the inward connection, they want to con connect all of us like a hive mind, okay? And how they can do that would be through the hydrogel. It's, um, it's a substance that is like little tiny miniature nanobots to um, this simplified version that can be injected inside of you. You can actually inhale them as well. Um, and also it could be a patch. There's many ways to get it, but to get enough of it, the payload, the injection is the best way. Once you get enough of it in you, now how much is enough? I don't know. I don't think the people pushing this agenda know how much is enough yet either. It can actually be turned on. And once it's on, your body will be giving these little nanobots data, like your blood pressure, breathing, your thoughts, your emotions. These nanobots can actually sense if you're lying. It know, they know your menstrual cycle, if you're ovulating, if you're um, having pain, uh, uh, all kinds of things. Anything you can imagine if you're drinking alcohol, everything. Everything will, nothing can ever be hidden ever again in your life. And so it's accumulating data and then they will be sending it through um, one of the applications like your smartphone, pretty soon you won't need that. Then it goes to the five or six G, that's why we need the big bandwidth. Then it goes to a central server, which is a supercomputer, which does an algorithm of all this biometric data. It makes a determination about if you're a good or a bad human or middle of the road, then you get an allowance of cryptocurrency, or maybe you're not a good human and you get cryptocurrency taken away from you. Um, to me, you know, that's a that's a social credit system, and that is the end of uh, freedom, privacy, autonomy, obviously. And they're also talking about using this technology. We really want to get rid of the bad people in the world, so we can know if they're going to kill someone before they kill somebody. We know if they're going to steal something before they steal something with this technology. No, they don't. But do you see how they're getting into the the pre-crime, the pre-cog? you know, the stuff we saw in the Tom Cruise movies, they're talking about this stuff. And it's it's right on our doorstep. It's not way in the future. In fact, Bill Gates and his foundation and the MasterCard uh, Corporation have teamed up in Africa and they're testing this kind of technology out on some of the poor people as we speak, this biometric data injecting sensors, okay? Um, so they can do it. So now they're talking about the nanolipid particles, also known as hydrogel, in this particular jab, these vaccines, whatever you, if you want to call them that, they claim, oh, it's not that, don't worry. This stuff can only be used as an on-demand drug delivery system, meaning it's just going to deliver the drug. So they're not telling you the truth that it can also be used for other reasons. They're telling you half truth or a quarter of the truth. 
The other thing you must know when they're, they're very particular about saying on-demand drug delivery, the on-demand is very important. That means that there has to be something that triggers that drug to be delivered where it's not really a drug, right? We're giving a code. Well, what is triggering it? They never answer that. Mm. Is it automatically triggered? Would a frequency trigger it? What a sort of pH balance? I mean, we have a lot of unanswered uh, questions here. How long does it last in your body? I mean, there it's crazy how many things that we don't know about it. And, you know, the reason they we have to use it supposedly is that the body's smart. It will, it will destroy anything that's synthetic like a good body should. And so they have to trick the body by putting the nanotechnology uh, surrounding it inside the body. But again, they're not telling us 99.99% about what's going on with this. But the little that we know is frightening. You're right. We do have a lot of questions, but we're not even being allowed to ask them, let alone get answers for them. And what you've just said has sort of reminded me of something that I heard way back in the 1990s, which was the desire to create something called the Holy Grail vaccine, where they would give one, it wasn't an injection, they were talking about an oral vaccine that would be given at birth as a child was born and just like cold capsules are time released over 12 hours the intention was to have a vaccine that would time release over a person's entire life so that they would no longer need to have regular vaccines of course that would mean that any reaction that would occur 10 years or 12 years down the track would never be associated with the vaccine that was given as a child was born but from what you're saying now, this technology could very easily be used for that purpose where things would time release based on someone else's schedule and we have no control over that once it's in our body. I just It just kind of reminded me of that. Um, I mean, we're dealing with technology now too. Everything can get hacked into. Mm. We don't, you know, and we do have enemies. Everybody does, right? You do have these Dr. Evils running around. And do you have hackers? Um, what if it, we also know that frequency energy pulses can activate things? There was research done. Um, uh, I forgot uh, all the people involved. I could get that though, where they showed where 5G was able to induce the SARS-CoV-2 virus in the body. Um, exactly how that was happening, we don't exactly know, but we we do have a lot of uh, research to show we can use science in this manner. We can induce through frequency and energy. So what if somebody was able to alter the 5G that was around us? Would that trigger something else from whatever people are being injected with? It's, it's something we need to really realize. Mm. Um, people have to start questioning these things. This is, uh, this is the most pivotal time of our history right now. I agree. It is it is a time when people need to be active and speaking about this. I mean, you have been incredibly brave. Um, how has your career suffered as a result of your honesty and and integrity? Well, I um, you know a while back I cut off my ties with any insurance groups, hospitals, you know any organizations that I possibly could. I still have my license to practice in Georgia, um, and that helped out a lot. But, uh, of course, still getting harassed from just speaking up. And, you know, all of us have had medical board investigations, that sort of thing, um, based on really nothing that's solid or substantial, just wanting us to stop talking. Um, yeah, you just you get all kinds of things that happen or kinds of you can't have a normal job. That's for sure. <laughs> None of us that speak up can get an average job like you think is a doctor. That's impossible. Um, and you know, people get threatened in many other ways, even physically, but it's, I don't have any fear. I speak in truth and I believe in God and I'm a, a believer of uh, Jesus Christ. And I feel with this important information, I could never withhold it is my duty and it's my honor to share it. And I think that once our fellow brothers and sisters around the world have any knowledge, once they do their due diligence, and it's their duty to share this knowledge with others because we are talking about, in my opinion, biblical times right now, the battle between good and evil. The, there are people in these transhumanist movements, you must know, they don't believe in God like a lot of us do. 
they believe they are gods, gods, plural. They believe they are gods over the rest of us. Okay. And they believe in immortality, but not the immortality that's spiritual. They believe in uploading all of our memories and then downloading them into another digital form or or virtual form, or maybe another cloned body. I mean, it's really terrifying. They, they believe in another way to live, not, not in it as a sovereign human soul made in the likeness of God. No, they are against all of that. And so, you know, this, in that way, we are in a battle. We are in the battle, biggest battle of our written history. It's a battle for our minds, our bodies, and our souls. And it's a fear, you know, it's energy too. So fear frequency, right? They're using fear and panic and, and doing that quite well right now. But I think people are starting to wake up and they're losing that fear, that stronghold. And if that continues, and I know it well, well, they're not going to win because we have an am- amazing amount of energy in us. It's, it's been measured scientifically. We have an amazing light inside of us. And it's so strong and so powerful. And once enough of us wake up from this hypnosis and psychological warfare, and then thank goodness it's just a small amount of us that need to wake up, that energy, that light that will shine and will cover our world in a twinkling of an eye, things will change. And people need to remember who they are. They need to remember what makes us human. They need to remember that there is a God and that we are all connected and we are all connected to nature and that nothing in this fear realm, nothing in this nanotechnology can beat what we have inside of us. And of course it's a decision. Now we have free will. That's the gift. So right now in this, in these uh, tumultuous times, we are being faced with what, what is important to you? What would you, what, what do you put top of the list? Do you put money and things and all that on the top? Or are you willing to, you know, sacrifice all that for, for, you know, the sovereignty of your soul and love and, and freedom. And that's, that's really what we're at a crossroads. There's a line drawn in the sand. Where do you stand? And I've seen a lot of people, I'm not going to get the V I'm not going to get it. And then, okay, well, maybe one of us in the household, you know, might have to uh, not work. And, you know, we're not going to do that. We need our three houses. We need, I mean, being extreme, but there's a lot of people that, Yes. Well, you're working for the stuff. I mean, really? And your message uh, is so important for doctors, especially. We have a lot of doctors in Australia who agree 100% with what you're saying, that they will not speak out because they're afraid they're going to lose their careers. In Australia, doctors can be struck off. They can lose their license if they question vaccination. But a lot of them question vaccination. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about hundreds or possibly thousands. And if all of them got together and came out at the same time and said, we do not support this lack of bodily integrity, this this taking away of our freedom of choice, we are medical professionals and we insist on being able to use our medical uh, knowledge to help our patients, not help the government or the pharmaceutical industry, um, the government would be able to do nothing. So it is so important that they see something like this. Uh, many doctors I've spoken with have said, I, I can't help people if I can't practice medicine, and if they take my license away from me, I can't help people. But what do you say to someone who, who will say something like that? I have to say it bluntly. We are, we are dealing with a battle of a satanic agenda. Okay, so it is important that you do that right now. It is important that you keep your oath that first do no harm. It is important that you keep your oath and that you do not coerce anyone into an experiment, which you are. And now when all this comes to light, when all this comes out, if you've been coercing and not telling people the truth about what that injection is, you know, legally, that's those are big felonies on on you on you. And you have to face legal ramifications as well, because right now, no one's getting informed consent. First of all, they need to know that this is not FDA approved it's by any country, actually, that they are enrolled in the stage four of a research experiment. You are being enrolled in an experiment and you have accepted it. We do not know the consequences of this. If they say they do, they're lying. Next thing they need to do is they need to never coerce or manipulate in any way, because that is violating many different international codes, including the Nuremberg Code. Um, they need to let them know that there's a very high risk of sterility 
with these vaccines, almost uh, close to the high 90s, I'd say, with this. Um, They need to know that birth defects are almost a given. They need to know that uh, we have a look at the HIV as a possibility, as well as if this becomes permanent in your body, you could be a potential uh, chattel or property of somebody else. Are they saying all these things? No. They need to give them all the information and then let the patient make their own choice. If they at least do that, at least at least have some backbone to do that, you know, that would change everything fast. It would. You're right. Because I can't think of one person in their right mind. And unfortunately, they are vaccinating or injecting a lot of elderly who have dementia. So they don't have a choice and their families aren't given the option. But I can't think of one person in their right mind who, if they were given that information, would say, yeah, go ahead, give me that shot. It's just not going to happen. Um, And it's because people are not informed. We had our health minister, Greg Hunt, on television last night saying that this vaccine is fully tested and has been shown to be safe. And that is an absolute lie because our TGA, which is our equivalent of the FDA in the United States, has specifically said that anyone who takes this vaccine is part of an ongoing trial that is due to run until 2023. So they're not being told that. Um, The government is lying to people. And they really and truly need to know this information. I think that is so important. Um, and they need to know that, that once they say yes to this, there's no going back. So they need to look into it Absolutely. First. This is not just a bad flu vaccine. This mm-hmm. is something on a level that is so hard to comprehend, but people need to do that. We are in the middle of World War Three. It is absolutely 100% we are in the middle of a world And it's so hard because we can't really see it physically so much. It's a war and a battle in our minds. And we need to become stronger and we need to start becoming more human like we used to be. And that will give us the insight and the knowledge and the courage to do what we need to do. And if you always, if you get lost and, you know, many times in the Dominican Republic when I was there, I, I was alone a lot and, you know, you get sad I found my strength and my solace in the Bible, particularly with what Jesus Christ wrote. The messages, and, and I know that the Bible's been twisted around and, and, and manipulated, but that message has been uncorrupted. That message is a true word, and you will find, no doubt, uh, you will be filled with hope and love and faith, and the instructions are in there. Um, and you have to have that personal relationship. So that's that's my you know, recommendation to people is start reading that on your own and really looking at the words of what he said. And it, they're powerful. And and I have to say, I'm not a Christian, but I have a very strong belief in God. And I think that um, if we look at why we're here and how we're supposed to behave to our fellow humans, whether it's through Christianity, through Judaism, through any other religion, I don't think we can go wrong. What is being done here is ungodly and it is inhumane. And I really think that people need to understand that they're acting out of fear, like you said. And once you act out of fear, you cannot use your logical mind. You cannot use your sense of self or spirituality in any way. And I just think that's so important that we don't lose touch with that. So, yeah, you're getting an awful lot of love here on Facebook. We need more doctors like Carrie, says Jane Hanlon. Um, And in Mm -hmm. Ireland, doctors, Mary Donnelly said in Ireland, doctors get 6,000 euros for every hundred they give the jab to. And in Australia, doctors are also getting paid a premium or a bonus for for giving this shot to their patients. Is there something similar in the United States for, Mm -hmm. for these shots? Yes. Um, when I was, uh, I had my practice here, I had to close it because uh, financial reasons, I wasn't getting paid by the government. Mm. Um, that's because I was not giving out vaccines. And what they would do is they would give uh, me uh, or anybody else in the insurance realm, they would only give us 50 to 70% of an office visit that we, we, that we should get. And the reason was at the very end of the year, if we were good doctors, we would get the rest of what we deserve. They call that a bonus. That's Good not a doctors. bonus. And so I, I didn't, I could not give them vaccines just for my own benefit. And I would tell them what was going on, but 
Um, of course, the patients didn't want the vaccines, and I wouldn't I wouldn't give them at my office anyway. I told them to go somewhere else if they wanted them. So that, along with giving medicines that were not needed, like cholesterol medicines, out, I was penalized so much that you know they pretty much take money away from you. So of course, yeah, you're pressured. And the other thing is, if you still have hospital affiliations, you will be blackballed from all the hospitals in the area if you do not abide by these regulations. And I don't really know of any private physicians still around in, in the United States anymore. Very few of us. Wow. Uh, and I know that in the U.S., uh, not in Australia, but in the U.S., health professionals were targeted first. And there was an awful lot of, there were a lot of reactions and deaths in health professionals. Yeah. Has there been a change in the attitude of mainstream medical professionals that you're aware of because of that? When that happened, I left the week that it started uh, strong. I was given a warning, and thank goodness I was. I left the country, and um, but I don't have any fear now. I kind of over that. I and I'm tired of being scared. I know that most of us stopped practicing, or just we none of us practice the way we used to now. So that was a successful campaign. And those that try to, you're going to get harassed again in one way or the other. Uh, that's still that's still very much. Even people who, um, and, and the other thing is our supplies are dwindling. So if you give out natural products, if you try to order tests that are meaningful, they're disappearing as each month goes by. Wow. So our ability to, to do what we used to do is hindered in that way. So let me ask you, you actually were given personal threats and you left the United States as a result of that. Yes. That is shocking. For simply speaking your truth, you were told, well, you were threatened. Um, and I think that that is evidence of how true it is what you're saying, because people who threaten the mainstream narrative uh, end up in your situation. So I salute you and I thank you so much for what you've done. That's that's an incredible amount of commitment to do that. And uh, yeah, you're getting a lot of God bless you's from the people watching this. Um, so yeah, it's- No, it's people need to really realize what's at stake. I don't think I should get that much thanks because if you could see the future like I did, we can't go there and we don't deserve that. And we don't have to. We are powerful beings, I promise you. And I just hope that people will drop the fear and believe in themselves and know that love in their heart that will that will save us and will guide us. So you do see hope for the future out of this? Uh, I have this uh, crazy amount of love, faith, and hope that emanates from my heart and it gets bigger and bigger. And it doesn't come from me personally. I know I'm just a vessel for God. And um I wouldn't keep doing this if I didn't believe that this would make a change. You know, knowledge is power and the truth will set us free. I believe that very much so. And this is the first step. And the first, first step I tell people, take baby steps, start learning, shut the television off. It was meant always as a brainwashing device, shut it off, look at alternative media, mm -hmm. look at different people giving you information, read that start taking the mask off, hugging each other, kissing each other, touching each other. We are social people and creatures. We need that. We desperately need that. Start being joyful and singing and dancing, cooking your own food. You know, I find solace, like I said in the Bible, that's what saved me many times in my life. I wouldn't have made it without it. So that's why I give that recommendation. But, you know, there's other ways to be, um, you know, in tune with God and, and, and close with God. But start doing that alone and you know the next you'll know you'll start to know what to do you'll start to tap into who we really are we are not meant to be in this way and this is a good change that we're going through um so that's that's uh, I, I speak with a lot of hope and faith and love we're going to see some more ugly things coming because the world has been uh, deceived and now the veil is being lifted about the ugliness and the evilness and truly the satanic things that have been going on and um, we have to know that and see that in order for the change to happen. Absolutely. And, you know, you spoke before about the people who are working behind the scenes, but the people who are in the forefront, like Bill Gates, like Fauci, 
Um, these are people who, you know, Neil Ferguson, I'm just showing this slide here, uh, that, that shows a lot of these connections that people may not necessarily know about. Uh, and they all lead back to Bill Gates and his money. And just because he has so much money, um, he, is, he has a lot more power than his intelligence or his uh, aptitude for medicine actually should signify. Um, so I think that I'm going to be sharing, I'm just letting everyone know, all of these slides will be shared on the AVN's website when we upload this talk later on. So you will be able to see all of this. But this is really important for people to realize that this is the spider web that's behind this. This is the evil... <laughs> Empire. I mean, I always, I, I think in terms of Star Wars when I think about this. And <laughs> these are the stormtroopers. These are the people leading the stormtroopers, and um, I, I do think that while they have power and money, they don't have the hearts and minds of the majority of the population, and because of that, like you said, they will fail. They will fail eventually, and uh, it, it is pretty incredible that that we've gotten here so quickly. Um, I remember when when they first started talking about locking down, I think it was in February or March uh, 2020, um, my husband said to me, they can't lock the world down for two weeks. The whole place will fall apart. And yet here we are 10 months That's later, true. 12 months later, and uh, they still have this power over people. But I think that the the veil is being lifted, and people are seeing this truth a lot, a lot more. Um, in in the United States, I know that um, you have the vaccine injury compensation program that indemnifies vaccine manufacturers uh, for responsibility, financial or otherwise, if their products should harm people. We don't have that in Australia, but. Um, we believe, the government's not giving straight answers, but we believe that they have indemnified uh, the manufacturers of the two shots that we're using, the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer. Um, yeah. Is the situation the same in the United States with the COVID shots? Yes, 100%. So, and the, uh, actually the vaccine manufacturers here have had amnesty since 1986, and they've had to pay zero dollars out for anything that happens to people. Nothing do they are they accountable for. Um, so what they did do for that that time period, they made a special court, and over four billion dollars were paid out to some vaccine injury victims. But that came from taxpayer money, not from the manufacturers. However, with these new jabs, these experimental jabs, that court no longer is in play, and so. For the next five years, it's been determined under the Emergency Act that um, they are held complete. There's no liability for them at all. For the next five years, if anything happens to you, get hurt, maimed, killed, whatever, it's your issue. It's your lot in life. Too bad. So there's no responsibility. And that's around the world. They made deals like that. That's not right. just, I'm pretty sure Australia the same. That's probably why the government won't answer our questions and freedom of information requests have been sent in to get this information. We know that Scott Morrison, our prime minister, um, met with Bill Gates about two or three days before he announced lockdown. And we believe that uh, his Gates' influence was responsible for Australia's policies since then. Um, so do you know Pfizer actually made secret agreements with the country of Israel and Slovakia, those two so far we know, that those, both of those countries, their prime ministers or their presidents um, sold them out to Pfizer. So they, would, they were given free vaccines in exchange for enrolling them in these research programs. That's why they're forcing their citizens to get the vaccines. And they also, all their data, all their privacy data, all their their medical record information, all everything from previous times to the next for the next two years will be given to Pfizer and Pfizer will then sell them out to the journals and the different other countries. Um, it's a it's a big issue with privacy as well. The irony of a country like Israel that was founded on the Holocaust now selling out their population to another Holocaust. Um, this green card system they have in place is just like the yellow star. And um, it is, it's amazing that they haven't had an uprising there yet. But, you know, one can only hope 
that that will well, happen. they really have them at their at a very weak time because they get their money from tourism, and of course, the last year, no money. There's been a lot of suicides there, and um, there's not even you know not enough food for everybody. So here you go, you you get them at after a year, and then start putting these measures in. What if you have children? I guess you know that's when you're trying to survive. It's easy for us to stand back and say, you know. Um, you know, that we wouldn't be in the same position, but it, it's, look at what they're putting them. There's a lot of psychological warfare going on. It's not right. No, absolutely. And uh, this reliance on government is one of the problems with socialist countries like Israel, like Australia. And that's why a lot of communities are being formed in Australia. I can't speak to Israel, but we have one locally where we're all planting our own food. We know who does what. We know who can help us in a situation where uh, the government has withdrawn support for people. And um, we are taking matters into our own hands to protect our communities and to ensure that we will be able to survive anything that happens. And I think this is what people mm -hmm. need to do. They absolutely You're right. need to. Yeah. We need to start caring about one another again. We got very isolated, mm -hmm. especially with our smart devices. And I tell people once a week, you need to start visiting each other in each other's homes. You know, we forgot to do that. And no matter what, don't make an excuse. There is no excuse. And you go there and you actually cook your own food. You know where it comes from. And, and you sit down, and you actually eat dinner together and you talk. You, you don't have phones around. You actually talk about things. You know, and I think just if we became human again, we would we would find the answers. I agree. That is so in, so amazingly intelligent, and yet so basic and simple. It's how we always used to be uh, before these devices came into our lives, and we always had a a rule at our table: no phones, no television, no computers. You just sit there, mm -hmm. and that's the one time of day when everybody can sit together and talk. And uh, I think it's really really important. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that we haven't covered that you'd like to discuss. Please let me know if there is, because I've just enjoyed our conversation so much and I don't want it to end. <laughs> I know there's, um, there's just, I don't know. There's so many things, but I think we covered the major things, um, need, need to go over with everything. Yeah. I think yeah. the major things, unless your views have any answers. I mean, the main thing is don't, don't get the jab. Don't do it. <laughs> um, you might get lucky. I, I believe they're giving up placebos with some of these vaccines because in a research experiment, you have to have placebos. So I believe that's why some people are like, oh, I have no side effects whatsoever. And I, I think there's some placebos. The other thing is there will be waves that happen with this. It's not just immediate reactions. There will be different waves that happen from not just what happens with the vaccine itself, because it causes abnormal immune responses in our body. You are trying to change something in nature and that always backfires. And this is the same thing. They are changing the way the immune system behaves and there will be a pay, price to pay. Your body will not react the same way in the future. That is an issue. So that is a real thing that people must, real, must understand that the science shows and the studies have shown so far. Be careful. Don't be um, thinking that this is a good, and it's cumulative too. The more you get, the more likely that will happen. That's what I wanted so, to ask, and I forgot about that. The second dose of this injection, are people going to be seeing more reactions after that second dose? And are those reactions being called an infection with COVID? There's so much unknown. It's unbelievable. Um, no one's been able to analyze those vaccines as experimental modification, right? So who knows what's really inside of those that they're given. I'd like to say that Pfizer said they had to be at negative 80 degrees Celsius. It was so important. It had to, there's no other way to get around it. And now they changed their tune. Oh, it doesn't have to, it could just be a refrigeration. What? <laughs> hey, come on. I mean, who is listening to this garbage? Um. That now it doesn't, what is in that? What, what's happening? I just, it's laughable. And oh, then the so UK, serious. they said, oh, you can mix and match like you're at some flea market. You can mix and match your vaccines now. First one, this one, second one, that one. Like, what is this, a car dealership? This is not science or medicine. So, uh, I mean, how can we expect anything that we can be sensible to happen from this? 
Absolutely. We don't know. And in Australia, you've reminded me again, I, I should write all this down and I keep forgetting. In Australia, the government announced yesterday that doctors are not even allowed to tell patients which vaccine they got. We have two of them that have been licensed oh. and you're not until after you know, the vaccine has been given. <laughs> I will tell you that that sounds very suspicious that your country may have signed you up for an experiment. I'm not joking. Uh, I believe it. I believe it. I think because that would be corrupt. considered a double blind, you know, um, maybe the doctor doesn't know either, or at least one sided blinded. But um, I wouldn't I wouldn't put shit too far. I, I think that's in the realm of possibility that you could be similar contract to Israel and Slovakia. I, I think it's very possible indeed. And our government um, has shown in the past, and I mean in the very recent past, that they really have very little care for the health or well-being of the population. So, um, and and a lot of care for the health and well-being of the pharmaceutical industry. So, I, I do believe that what you're saying is right. Um, someone has asked how they can follow you. So, how can someone follow you, Dr. Made? Well, I still have a Twitter page. Um, probably to keep tabs on me <laughs> at Dr. Made. <laughs> uh, I think that's the only reason why it's still up. And then Carrie Made Facebook. I mean, they keep threatening to take me down, but I think they're interested in what I say, but I still have that. Serendipity group is a hidden group I have on there if you me message me. Um, and um, I still have my videos on the alternative platforms. If you look my name up, you'll find them. Yes, I know I found you on BitChute and Rumble. And we're on BitChute mm -hmm. and Rumble as well. This video will be uploaded to both of those places after it finishes because we can't uh, share it on our own Facebook page because we've been caught up in the Facebook media uh, blackout. Uh, that's affected all of the media, though we're not media, we're far from it. Um, so anybody who wants to follow us can follow us on Rumble, BitChute, and Brighteon, and Brighteon Social as well. So um, yeah, it's it's just been such a pleasure speaking with you, and I hope that yeah, likewise. <laughs> I hope that you know we will see your your vision for the future come to pass before too much longer uh, it gives me heart and hope i got a bit teary before when you started talking about that because i think all of us feel this urgency about what's happening in the world and it's wonderful to see someone with such clarity of vision that things will get better and we will be coming out of this in the future and um it won't take many people, and um, we have science, so HeartMath Institute, look them up. They show you how strong a human can be through their heart, and that our heart energy can go out electromagnetic, can go out six feet in an average human, and a very strong human, possibly miles. And think about getting a dozen of those really strong heart-centered uh, humans together. That, that electromagnetic energy could negate any nanotechnology you put out there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm encouraging people to do is, is know that you still are connected to God and you still have that power and that light in you. You just for who you are, who you are and who you always will be. So don't forget that. That is, that is our superpower. That's the key. That's why they try to keep us separated. So remember that if you don't know, I, I just know that just read the words of Jesus Christ. I believe he was the one to show us the way. He was the one to show us what we are capable of, because what he said is this. He said, look, don't idolize me. I'm only here to show you. He says, you can do anything I can do, but greater things than I can do, you will do. And I believe he was a teacher to all of us for this very moment right now. A brilliant message. Dr. Made, thank you so much. Best of luck in your future, and please stay in touch. We'll probably be speaking I again. I will. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. Guys, don't leave because I have one more thing to share. Thanks so much. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. How is that? Oh, my goodness. I think she's amazing. Now, I'm going to let you go in one minute because I just want to let everyone, as a reminder, all AVN members have been sent an invitation to a committee Q&A. We do this every month on the last Thursday of the month at 7.30 p.m. tonight, Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you are a member and did not receive your invitation, we did have quite a few bounces, so people must have changed their email addresses. Please send an email to AVN Inquiries. That's A-V-N-E-N-Q-U-I-R-I-E-S at avn.org. 
www.ghostbusiness.org.au and we will resend the invitation. If you are not a member and you would like to participate in future Q&A sessions that happen every month, uh, please go to avn.org.au and click on the Join Support link. And um, yeah, we, will, we would love to have your support. We would love to have your membership. We would love to have your strength to share with all of our members. So um, I, I feel like I'm on cloud nine after speaking with Dr. Made. Uh, we need more of her. We need more Dr. Made's. We need them in Australia. So if you know any doctors out there um, who you think might be interested in listening to this talk, please share it with them. Uh, we need to all take responsibility for, uh, you know, making sure the message gets out there. And um, yeah, Carolyn, uh, I will on on the AVN on the AVN website, avn.org.au. We will put this talk up this afternoon, and it will have all of the slides. We didn't cover all of them, and also links where you can follow Dr. Made. So go to avn.org.au after three or four o'clock this afternoon, and it should be there. And I'm assuming, Carolyn, you're asking about how to follow Dr. Made. Um, if you want to know how to follow the AVN, uh, there are a lot of links at the top of this page that will show you how to follow us. And I may have pinned this talk to the top of the page, so I'll have to repin the links to the top of the page. So give me a little while. Um, yeah, um, so I want to thank everyone so much for joining us. We've had a fabulous number of people here today and I think that Dr. Made's message is well worth sharing and hearing. So I hope everyone enjoys the rest of their weekend um, from Under the Wire and from the whole Australian Vaccination Risks Network. I want to wish you all the very best of health and happiness and I will see you again uh, tonight if you're an AVN member or next week uh, if you just want to join us on Under the Wire. And next week we have our conversation with Dell Bigtree. I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. I hope I've got the right date. It's March 6th, which may not be next week. It may be the week after. So, um, but yeah, I will speak with you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.